welcome to Grace by Rain, a podcast about the beauty in life. I'm your host, Elaine Shercliffe. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me for episode one of season three. I can't believe we got here. Hopefully, season three will be a little bit more consistent. (laughs) I'm going to be taking this a little bit more serious this season. And what I mean by serious is I took this break between season two and season three to really look at how I personally was doing things. And I was putting too much expectation on myself during a busy time of the year for myself. So we're going back to one day a week consistently. And if I were to magically have some free time, more free time, then we will adjust the schedule. But for now, it's one day a week, and they're not going to be very long. Between cutting out my ums and likes, the times when I crack myself up and I laugh for like 30 seconds, (laughs) those add up. And also changing the way that I approach how I get ready for each episode. Trying to make things go as smoothly as possible with the time I'm given so that it will allow me to not become overwhelmed right now. Because I want to put out a good product that means something. As we've said in the past on this podcast, it is not always about the quantity It's about the quality. Some of my best episodes have been 20 minutes or less. Some of my best episodes have been an hour and a half. (laughs) However, the 20, 30 minute episodes that do well are ones where it's just me talking. And the hour, hour and a half ones that do well are my interviews when I have a guest on. So you will probably see shorter episodes this season. I don't know if I'm going to do any interviews. I would like to have some co-hosts and co-guests on uh, like I have in the past. So we will see where the season takes us. Now today I want to talk about a few things. Um, They go together. I know at first it might not seem that they go together, but they do. I promise. (laughs) The first one is the beauty of embracing the choices that we make. Over the past few months, I've heard a lot of people say things like, I didn't have a choice. They didn't give me a choice. The choice wasn't mine to make. And see, that's not necessarily true. Whether we know it or not, every day we make hundreds of choices. 
each one takes us down a different path. Sometimes the path leads us to the same point. Sometimes the path leads us to different endings. They may take us away from what we want, but they may lead us to what we need. And there are lucky times when those paths intertwine with one another and your want and need end up on the same road. Regardless of if the choice is good or bad, it is important that we take time to embrace those choices and make space for the emotions which come from your decision. So when you say you didn't have a choice, you did. You just didn't have great choices to pick from and you still made the choice between what was given. Now, with that in mind, embracing your choices, especially when given to really uncomfortable, not so great situations or choices to have to choose from, embracing it doesn't necessarily mean you made a good choice or a bad choice. It just means you are accepting the fact that you made said decision and you're allowing yourself to move forward with other decisions you need to make without this specific decision plaguing your existence. This will allow you to make space for the emotions which come along with it. An array of emotions can come out at the same time. One choice can make you feel both joy and sadness. It can make you laugh. It can make you feel anger and fear, and you could feel relief. You must make space for all of these emotions and deal with them or else you're going to start bearing a heavy weight on your shoulders. You're going to get tired. You're going to get beat down. Embracing your choices and making space for the emotions that come with it will allow some of that burden to just be lifted off of your shoulders. Now, listen, I know some of you chuckleheads may say, well, I just won't make a choice, but mm -mm, buddy, buddy, buddy. I've got to tell you something. <laughs> you might not like it. Not making a choice is making a choice. By not making a choice, you are actively choosing to not make a choice. Therefore, you're making the choice to not make a choice. So like I said earlier, whether we know it or not, we make hundreds of choices a day. So this week, I challenge you to not obsess over the choices you have made. I challenge you to embrace them in such a way that will allow you to have a clear mind, an open heart, to continue making decisions which benefit you. Because the more you actively make decisions 
And the more your mind is clear when you make decisions, the better you will be at making decisions that allow you to grow into the better version of yourself. And we all want to be the better version of ourselves, right? And once you are confident with yourself and you, you know you're on your way to being that better version, you're able to create better relationships with other people. Now, this is where the second part of this podcast comes in. The beauty of healing after breakups. During the time I had off between season two and season three, I went through a breakup. It was officially over 10 days before my birthday. So that was fun. That was a fun time. It wasn't a fun time. <laughs> um, I heard a lot of things from other people, from other people leading up to the official end of our relationship. And then, you know, everybody had to give their two cents about everything after the official end, which is probably karma because everyone knows I always have something to say. <laughs> uh, but I was really shocked by the sheer amount of people who said two specific things that just don't fall in line with who I am as a person. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think they're the healthiest, uh, the healthiest points of view per se. But I understand that everyone has their own way of healing and living. And I'm not trying to push someone to be something that they're not. Um, but I'm not going to lie, it was a little disheartening to hear some of these things. Um, you know, there were people who were, they were more upset with him than I was. <laughs> and they questioned why I didn't hate him or why I wasn't more angry at him. One even went so far as to question if I even like him. And uh, they were correct. I did not like him. I love him with my whole heart and soul. Every beautiful and imperfect thing about him. I love it. It just wasn't our time. And um, next week... I'll dive more into the beauty of unconditional love and um, that it should not be used as a weapon. I feel like that is something that deserves a whole episode because it's an um, incredibly needed topic in this world, I feel like. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> because of this unconditional love I have for him, I was able to understand why um, at this point in time, we no longer could be together. And because of this, I was able to accept what happened and begin to heal. Do not get me wrong. Um, don't get it twisted. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks really bad. 
I'm not necessarily happy with the decision for us to not be together, but I understand it and I get it. And I, I, I can't even get into the list of things I miss about him and adore about him because um, he will be here for hours, probably days, while I am still sad. I am forever thankful for the time he and I spent together and the things he taught me and the person he showed me I want to be and the person he showed me that I could be. And I can't hate that. I can't be mad at that. The good outweighed the bad. Every moment I spent with him was was worth it. Was was worth it. And I feel like we should try to look at more relationships that way. With that unconditional love and knowing that some relationships aren't meant forever. And some are, but maybe not right now, that sometimes we'll find our way back to each other. It just doesn't always necessarily, we'll never know what capacity someone's supposed to be in our life until, until the end of our life. You just won't know. And so that's why it's important to meet all these people with that unconditional love. The other thing I heard was um, time to get back on dating apps. <laughs> First of all, no. Second of all, <laughs> let a girl grieve. Let a girl grieve the loss of the future she thought she had. Third of all, no, real no hard pass. Since the pandemic, dating apps have been all like hookups and trauma projecting. And no, thank you very much. No, thank you. Not doing that. Not doing that at all. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not here for the trauma projecting. Um, I'm not here to get like jumped on the first date. It's not, it's not who I am. It's not my vibe. No, thank you. But... A few days ago, it's actually really funny. The timing, you know, social media can be awful, right? Can be the worst thing, but it can also be the best thing. And I truly believe that sometimes God speaks to me and a lot of others through social media. And a few days ago, I saw this quote on Instagram from a book called Really Moving On, Healthy Ways to Let Go and Find Closure by Pierre-Alex Gentil. First of all, I don't have this book. I am only telling you these two quotes that were on Instagram. If you buy the book and it's bad, I did not endorse this. If you buy the book and it's good, sure, yeah, totally. I endorse this and I'm a really smart person. Um, <laughs> Uh, the quotes 
the passages, I guess you would say, that they put up say this. The first one is, after breakups, it's easy to act on impulse. It's common to see people making decisions in an attempt to convince their ex that life is better without them, that they've moved on or are happy single. This leads them to going places they can't afford, hanging out with friends they shouldn't be with and who aren't even real friends, going out on dates with people they know they have no business with, hoping to run into their exes and show off. And then the second one is to fully move on, you have to put healing first. You have to keep it at the top of your priority list, letting no one cause you to get off that journey. No one truly moves on until they are healed enough. How can your heart be in good shape when it is still damaged goods? How can happiness live in there when pain is taking up most of the space? <laughs> you know that last one hit me hard right and it's part of the reason why I understand why I can no longer be with him why we cannot be together right now because we we both have a lot of healing to do. We both have things that we need to work through. And we have goals that we need to reach that are extremely hard to reach when you are in a long distance relationship. And so when we can't work towards those goals, it's going to make the healing process from our past even harder. It's going to make it harder. We're going to put more pressure on ourselves and put more pressure on the relationship. And so I get it. I get it. But I, I think more than just romantic relationships, we, we have to remember this. How can your heart be in good shape when it is still damaged goods? How can happiness live in there when pain is taking up most of the space? We are doing ourselves and the world a disservice by not healing before trying to create relationships with others. Like I said, not just romantically. We are doing ourselves a disservice when we're in a project and we think that Hitting those goals will make us happy, but we have to heal the hurt to create space for the happiness. We have to heal that trauma to create space. I think of it like this. If our heart and our soul is broken and we haven't tried to piece it back together, 
the moment we try to pour the happiness in, um, the moment we start pouring in the good things in our lives, it's just going to leak out. It's just going to leak out and it's going to go away. We can't fill up and retain the happiness, the good, and the beauty. We can't, we can't retain it if we are not trying to heal the wounds and the scars that we have. The more we don't heal, the more it gets broken. You want to look at it in a literal sense. <laughs> Think about, you know, when we don't take the time to, say, take care of our car, right? And your gas tank might have a little leak in it. You're still driving around. Every time you put gas and it leaks out and you don't fix it. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And then one day, you spend all this money. You spend like $40 to fill up your tank. And then two miles down the road, you're broken down because you ain't got no gas. Because you didn't fix your gas tank. I know that there are fail-safes now and lights that pop up <laughs> to tell you that there's something wrong with your gas tank before this happens. Um, <laughs> But if you want a visual, <laughs> that's the one I'm giving you. We can't go anywhere if we don't fix our vehicle. We are a vehicle. We should take care of ourselves. We should take care of our home and our vehicle. And that is our heart, our soul, and our bodies. If you're not taking the effort to heal, no one else can do it for you. You can't expect someone else to heal you. Just going to read that one more time before we end because it's so important. It's so important to remember. How can your heart be in good shape when it is still damaged goods? How can happiness live in there when pain is taking up most of the space? Make room for healing. Make room for happiness. Make that space. Uh, now this season, I'm going to have a little, little, little section at the end where I talk about like what I'm watching or what I'm listening to this week, what I'm reading this week, because I, you know, I like to share these things with people. Um, I'm obviously not going to share something with you that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> but I'm going to share with you this week what I'm listening to. Because um, I've been on a classical kick and I think more people need to listen to classical. When I was younger, I was a weirdo. Um, and in the mornings, I would hype myself up or before softball games, I'd hype myself up with classical music. That's just who I am. Um, <laughs> and I kind of got away from it for a little bit and it just hit me off out of the blue around my birthday. And I was like, you know what? I just want to listen to more classical music. I miss it. I miss the sound of the cello. 
and how relaxing it can sound. And I miss the bright B chord when it's played on the piano. And yes, I have a favorite chord, which we will talk about one day. <laughs> um, but I, I love music and I wanna share with you some newer classical music, classical artists and composers who are younger. And I want you to listen to them and enjoy them. And if you don't enjoy them, I'm sorry. But I would love it if you listen to them and you just and you ended up loving them. The first one, her name is Chloe Flower. She's actually my age, 37. She's a composer, a pianist, uh, a writer based out of the United States. She co-produced songs for Two Chains and Celine Dion. So she she does a full circle of music. <laughs> um, she has scored a handful of short films and she was Cardi B's pianist at the 2019 Grammys when she performed Money. So go check that out if you um, haven't watched it yet. The second one is a harpist out of the UK by the name of Celia de Maria. Mm -mm. She teaches throughout London and has performed all over the world at places like Buckingham Palace, Jackson Hall, California, Tohu in Montreal. I think that's how you say it. It's spelled T-O-H-U. And she is also was in the World Heart Congress when it was held in the Netherlands. Um, the World Heart Congress is held every three years throughout the world and harpists get together. And it's it's a really cool thing. I The last one was this summer. So it's gonna be another three years before the next one. So I will, maybe my podcast will still be around. I'll be talking about that. <laughs> So if you're looking for new music or you're looking for something different than what you typically listen to, go check these two artists out, please. They are delightful and wonderful. And if you have something that you think I should listen to or I should read or I should watch, let me know. I also have a website now, gracedbyrain.com. So you should check it out. I will have my podcast up there, obviously. I have photos that I have taken and also some creative writing. And eventually you will be able to buy my book on there that we are putting the finishing touches on over the next few months. So hopefully by the first of the year, you'll be able to buy something that was written by yours truly. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to me. <laughs> I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll see you next week. Don't forget. Be kind. And love always. My theme music is One Light by Nick Wilkinson and the Featured Players. You can find their latest album, Live, Volume 1, on Bandcamp and Spotify. Live, Volume 1 was recorded in front of a live audience on May 26, 2017 at Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio.